Welcome back. Welcome back to the Bro Therapy Show. Today, today is a little different. Um, we don't have Dylan here today. Sad face. Uh, this is, we don't have our producer either. Our producer is, uh, what do they call that? Uh, he's, uh, he's wired in. Not Zoom, but he's connected with us through the computer. So he's still helping us out. He's just not here in person. And he's in here in spirit. Too. <laughs> he's here in spirit. Um, this is, yeah, you were just asking um, before the mics were hot if this if I did a show with, uh, without Ryan and mm -hmm. the answer is this would be the first one without him, man. Oh, I think it's the first one without Dylan too. Oh, oh, I forgot to introduce ourselves. Well, everyone knows me. I'm Ace. I'm here all the time. And today's host or guest is Cal. She's been here before. Hola, she's people. back on the show. So it's going to be me and Cal holding the show down today. Man, it's been at least two weeks since we've seen each other. And it feels like a long time. It always feels like a long time. Because I feel like, you know why? Also, I feel like it feels so long to me is because like this, you're kind of like therapy for me. <laughs> Your advice. Yo, I do. I, I look forward to our conversations because it is, it is. Yo, I, I. I said this on a show before <clears throat> where like you, you have your regular therapy, right? That mm -hmm. you do. I do. Right. Every, whoever's in therapy, right. You got your regular therapy, but then like you get to a certain point in your therapy where you realize that you have to start creating a support system, like a positive inspirational support system, like a, people you're going to keep around you people you're going to be involved with people you're going to call family mm -hmm. you know and like that's a part of therapy too i think and that part is what we call bro therapy so when me and you can get together and we have like the deep talks that we have or like with dylan and whatever like that's all part of therapy that's all part of our therapy yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yo, I feel like everything we hear and take in kind of comes back out in our lives, if that makes sense. So, like, I kind of like, I believe in everything we take in comes back out. Like, we see it. Yeah. We end up like seeing it. Like, yeah. In our reality. Bro, like, you don't even realize sometimes that, like, because it's such a slow moving thing, as in, like, all right. You'll go through something, maybe, like as you're growing up, and you'll go through that thing so much that you start creating like a certain response to that thing, right? And then, like, that type of response becomes like your default. Like the normal, right? Yeah, like the normal. The natural. Yeah, reaction. natural. Right, yeah. exactly. And people almost never make the connection to like why why I had this response to things and it's always like you just said comes from what you took in over time slowly just Ooh. taking it in over and over and over and over again and then you just like created a response that just grooved itself deeply into <clears throat> Well, I like that because you know what? That helps me feel less crazy. 
because <laughs> I don't like feeling like that about myself. Well, that's so why like, birth therapy is important too, because yes. through that support system, you see, like we are all in this, like together in yeah. a sense. Like yes. we all go through shit. We all have our own challenges and adversities that we go through. Hex, yeah. Ah, that's good. I like that a lot. I agree. It helped me feel like, I guess, like more normal, because I felt like I never thought I was normal, and that's really deep. But I also learned that, like, like being myself and all the things that make me myself, there's a lot that is good there, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the parts that I don't like, I, you know, I've been working on and I've been feeling like more confident. And I'm just like learning myself more nowadays. I feel like I never learned myself before, but I never knew to do that. Neither. Ooh, I know that sensation that you have when you actually finally like meet yourself. Yeah. That sounds so weird, but you finally meet yourself. And for me, it was kind of like I was I was too like shy and ashamed to talk to myself. Like when I finally identified, like in a sense, like where that person was and like yeah. was kind of like looking at them. <clears throat> Cause it's like Everything, all right, think about your life, right? From the day you were born, as far back as you can remember, like, people may know things about you or people may know things that you've done, but no one truly knows every single little thing that you've done or every single little thought that you've had. I mean, unless you believe in God, and that's why they say the only one to know is you and God, but just... For the sake of this conversation, you know, just you, like, no one knows. Only you know. You were the only one there who witnessed it, that awareness you have. It was there the whole time witnessing every single sin, for lack of a better word, right? So then when it comes time to, like, meet that person, for me, it was like, Oh, it was kind of icky. But then, like, I, we, like, in therapy, that just made us, like, immediately dive into, like, self forgiveness. Ooh. Yo, I recommend people, I don't know, like, if there's, like, an actual clinical way to do shit, but, like, start with forgiving yourself because when it comes time to forgive other people, like it's so much easier to do it like it's almost like second nature you know what's crazy is i'm gonna work on that this week like then until the next time we hang out because this happens every time you say some real you say some real stuff and then i'm like yo i'm gonna work on that and i really do like i really end up working on it so the whole self-forgiveness thing is good because you know why it's hard for me to even like think about my past or look into my past is the Why whole, is like, I feel icky too. Like, I feel like, I don't want, like, I don't want to, like, I feel like I grew from that. So it's like, looking back at it, I'm like. Do you mean like who you were as a person or just the things that you were like living through? I guess how I like reacted because I can see how it was innocent. And I did think I was doing like the best things for myself. Yeah. And people around me. But yeah. now I realize, like, 
a lot of the ways that I acted, I mean, I do way better now. Yeah. <laughs> but I was a kid, I, though. So it's like I need to not be so hard on myself, too. It's like I was a kid. And yeah. That's how I learned. Well, to that's react. the self-forgiveness, right? Yeah. Two, a part of it is like, okay, I was just a fucking kid, you know? Like, now that I know better, do better? Yeah. Hmm. I guess it all comes down to what we believe in. What do you mean? Because, like, oh, you know me, like, the younger me, like, if I had an opinion on something, yeah, that was it. Like no one. That was law. Nothing else. Yeah, you were pretty aggressive with that. Yeah. So I, I, you know, it's it's great. Well, look, we we had like a pretty close relationship, and then life kind of took everybody away from each other for a little bit, and everybody was just going through their own shit. And then, like, we got a close relationship again. Like, I think right at the point where like you had finally gotten on like to some solid ground in your life after, you know, making tough decisions and tough moves and getting it together. You know what I mean? Like you had finally gotten on side where you still had like a lot, like even from that point to where you are right now is just like, is a big, big, big distance. And I didn't go backwards for once. Yeah. It was like, it was just consistent. It was consistent, straight moving. Um, And then that was unfortunately at the point where my life completely fell apart. Crumbled. Crumbled. So I guess I said all that to say that like I watched, um, like, I watched you go through your transition of being a better person. Oh, yeah. And I I can like, so I like, I notice when you want to have that, we were just talking about that aggression you have, where it's like your opinion on whatever matter, like that's law and you're very aggressive about it. I can see you now when you want to be that way, almost in your face. And I see how like you respond differently to that. And I can almost see while, like while you're in mid sentence, I can like tell like at the same time in your mind, you're fighting off that response. Like, yo, that, yo, that right there almost makes me want to cry because it's beautiful. Right. And it's like, for you to see that is like everything. Because that is exactly what happens. (laughs) And it's not easy. Like, you know, what we're comfortable with is what I feel like our mind wants to just do. So literally, we're trying to be like, don't go that route. Because it's so easy to take that route. It's so easy and normal. But then I know, here's the insanity part. I know if I do it, I know what's going to happen. And then I feel like an insane person because it's like where you do the same thing, expect a different result. Yeah. So I'm like, I can't do fucking do it that way. Like, I know the other way I have to do it. Yo, did there was um be hard. <laughs> there was a Facebook post today on our page. Let me see if I can find it. It was it was Albert Einstein. <coughs> what you just said too. It matched just what you just said. <gasps> no way. Yo, that'll boost my confidence way <laughs> up high. Like what? Because you know I haven't even been on social media like that. Yeah, yeah. You, no, I probably didn't even see that. 
It should have just got posted today. Everybody go check out our Facebook page at The Broke Therapy Show. But the picture is a picture of Albert Einstein and his quote, uh, we cannot solve our problems with the same thinking we used when we created them. How perfect is that? Yo, that is crazy. That really intertwines. I love how organic this show is. Like this show is so organic in the way that things just happen and play out with each other. And it's a constant reminder for me to let go because I have such like high expectations for like the work that I put in on this show. It makes and sense. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, like the best results happen when you don't harp too much. There's yeah, it's just no there's no uh agenda. There's it just Yo. Just let go, just let it be whatever it is. I felt that. Yeah. Cause I'm like, I felt that cause I'm such a planner. I'm such a like, um, you know, draw out my whole map three days before. Yeah. If not, it's like the anxiety kicks in, blah, blah, blah. But it's not good feelings the whole time. It's not good feelings the whole time. And I'm really trying to do the whole live in the moment thing. And yeah. to me, that's living <laughs> like not. And I'm not saying like blow all your rent money because you're like, oh, this might be the last day I'm alive. I'm not saying right. that in my opinion. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Be smart, Balance. too, because I know what we are born into. And it yeah. is a lot yeah. to stay afloat here. Yeah. So it's like, you know, in my opinion, what I like to do is meet all those needs plus then have my fun have my free time yeah. because I don't want all of those things that is put on us to be everything. Ooh, that's deep. Ooh, that's a bar. <laughs> that's the first time I said that. And I was like, Ooh, I like that. But it's true. No, I don't want to be sucked in. Nope. Balance. Work, make my money. Have the stuff I want to an extent because we all know I'm not rich, but still have my fun and like live and like laugh. Yeah. Uh, Eat with people, sit down with people, let our kids play together, like stuff like that. Like to me, that's living because we focus on all the other stuff that we're born into. To me, that's like surviving. In a sense. Yeah. Yeah. Today. My uh, my kid's mom told me told me something right, and it was like that shit touched my heart. Oh snap! She was like, "I really love how free you are with the kids, and that you let them just be kids, but you you do make them." Be respectful. Yo. Yo, that shit meant so much. I was like, damn, thank you for noticing because like, that's like, really is. What your goal is? Yeah. 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 Because like, (sighs) me and Dylan talk about this from time to time, but there's just this whole thing about being a kid, right? Um... I think this is what like Jesus was trying to tell us where like 
the children are like the greatest in in heaven or whatever. But it's like because children and older people they have they have well the difference between children and older people like older people have the wisdom and the humbleness they're like quiet and meek and like self-reserved but with children specifically they have an imagination and they're very very locked into their inner world and they're always in the moment and maybe they're not to the point of everything we have to learn to survive as adults out here. Yeah. And that takes over. They don't have no right. They don't have they don't have those those kinds of things, the responsibilities and stuff, right? They haven't learned all those things yet. But all they have really is just imagination and like like I said, they're locked into their inner world. So they're always in the moment. They're always in the moment. That's why they can sit like in a cardboard box and for 20 minutes, they're actually on a racetrack. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Ooh, I have a good question to that. Okay. But if you're going to forget what you're going to say, I'll wait. No, all I'm trying to say is that I think that um, one, we have to we have to start realizing that our kids are just kids. And and what we want them to be, we have to show them. We well, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they absorb. Of that? course. Of course, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But the the point that I'm like trying to like zoom in on is that let them be kids, let them have an imagination. Um encourage it and then act like them a little bit be a kid yourself have an imagination kind of just find ways to be like be here in a moment oh with or without them but yeah oh my gosh yes like you know i work at a preschool right yeah and i feel like something i learned was bro and i think it's the cutest thing ever like you might laugh but i think it's the (laughs) cutest thing ever but something i learned is like saying the obvious, and what I mean by that is saying literally, what, like what you said, what's happening in the moment. If I'm sitting next to a preschooler in the block area, and I'm like, "Oh, you used two rectangle blocks to yeah. build this," yeah. they would be so like to me that makes them so happy. And my point is like I'm literally living in the moment, just saying exactly what it is. Yeah. Oh, you used the yellow block, or you know what I mean, and like. Which car do you think is faster? And that makes them so happy. And that goes back to what you said, living in the moment. And I think that's living. And I think children are innocent. And that's called being uh, mindful, right? So you're being mindful. That's just the, the, I guess, the action of uh, locking in on something, being aware of it, right? Yeah. Or, or or given other that brings like some type of connection. Chance, yeah. Right? yeah. 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 Other opinions a chance too. Yep. How many um what's what's the age range of the kids that you work with? I feel like they come in at like three, the youngest, mm-hmm. and they leave at like five, the oldest. Like ready for kindergarten. So between three and five? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Damn, I Better feel like said. that's like the worst 
time for Bro, kids. Guess what? This job, literally, and I was waiting to talk it up because I really feel this way. And I was like, usually I'm scared to talk about anything, but I'm just like, it's good things. So yeah. I'm going to just say it. This job literally has helped change my life into a like in a positive way. Like, um, how long have you worked there? I should know this. But <laughs> I feel like it's been easy. Like, <coughs> I feel like January will make four years. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that seems about right. Right. Yeah. yeah. But this job. Okay, I changed my life in a good way because for me, seeing is believing. Pull this just a little bit closer. Just, yeah. There? Yeah, you're good. If y'all didn't hear me the whole time, now you can. (laughs) Nah, but for me, seeing is believing. So actually seeing is how I learn things too. So like, I never sent my first two kids to preschool because before I worked in a preschool I was always scared and this is this is you're gonna learn how much fear I've had in me and I'm having working on my fear yeah and I was always scared to send my kids to preschool because of the couple times I heard on the news that like you know a daycare worker someone like abused harmed, it. yeah, yeah abused or they the like kids. drowned or something yeah and that stuff really stuck to me and I was like living in that fear when I heard the word preschool <coughs> and then to make a very long Excuse story me, short, you're good. I ended up working at a preschool and it was so, be- it's so beautiful there. Like the people that work there, like it was like nothing like my other two jobs. Like everyone was like so helpful, like wanting to help me. Like everyone was just awesome. And it was like the consistency with the children at those ages. And I guess seeing one another do it, they did it too. Like, it's taught me how to do so many things with my kids here without, like, reacting out of anger. Yeah. It's really taught me a lot. Like, because a lot of people say, like, I don't know how you do it. Like, all those ages together. Like, I don't know how you do so many. Yeah, well, it seems overwhelming. let me say something. Kids in school versus kids at home. I feel like 90% of the time it's a different story. Right. <laughs> like it's almost the opposite, really. Well, they say like kids kids are better for other people than their parents, right? right. Or for their mom more specifically. Because right. you know what? Maybe that whole like um, parent to child connection, like it's a real thing. Yeah. Like there's no love like that. Bro, I feel, listen, kids, kids treat their mom so bad yo thank you <laughs> they treat their mom so bad right and i just ooh, you, you I know what that. it is i look and forgive me if anyone thinks that i'm wrong all right this is just my ignorant opinion but when kids are like typically good kids and respectful kids right to like when you see them out and about or something like that but they treat their mom like shit I always say that's a good that's a good sign that that kid's well taken care of Dang. in the sense of like uh, that kid lived a pretty happy life is what I'm trying to trying to say. Right. Mm-hmm. It means they were spoiled. They kind of probably mostly got their way a lot. Um Things like that. You know what I mean? 
kids are terrible to their mom. Like my kids, right? They're very respectful. We go out to eat. They behave. Um, I don't really yell at them. So, like, Yo, and I witnessed oh, that. But what? What you witness? What? Um, because we did go out to eat not too long ago with our children. Yeah. Together, right. Yeah. All the cousins or whatever, and um. They did. They did. You don't have to tell them twice. But then Most that brings me to my other point. Is it a man versus woman thing? Because, yo, it's like I feel like I act crazy most of the time. Like, not crazy, but like, I feel like my instant reaction to get them to do what I want yeah. is in a voice I don't like or a reaction I don't like. I it, it might be a, fed up. It might just be it might be a dad thing. I know. Like genetically, like, the dad is like I, I mean, the way I perceived it in my experience, I think like the dad is like the authority figure. Well, and I think that's something that you just you know by nature almost. So it's just like because the I don't voice is <clears throat> deeper, it's more intimidating. I uh maybe because they hear what we say all the time, right? Yeah, so know. much that it's just like whatever. In I don't a sense. know what it is. I don't know. I, I just really don't. That. Because like me and my kid's mom, like we both don't like we both are against hitting kids. Our kids, mm -hmm. um, but and and like. We both are like real talkative with the kids. Whereas like, I think some parents are like so locked into the whole respect thing. And I used to be this way too. This was something that like, I was really bad with this, but that came from daddy. You know what I mean? That's the way like my father was growing up, but um, they get like some parents get so locked into the respect thing that like your child can't even have like an open conversation with you how is it how how is anyone supposed to learn if they can't talk and conversate and explain and express themselves respectfully of course but mm -hmm. um yeah so and yo can i say real quick yeah and this might be going really deep and really far but i feel like yo i never even knew i really like I never really knew of myself. I never even knew I had something in me, anything in me. What do you mean? Because I felt like um, it was never looked at. Like no one ever looked at me as like anything good. That sounds really bad and really sad. But that's really how I feel. Yeah. Like I, I felt more so in my that's opinion. Valid, like man. literally like. I want to say supposed to be like a robot. Yeah. I don't know. That's how I feel. Like supposed to be this way, supposed to do that. Yeah. Do that, do that. Yo, you want to hear something crazy just to kind of like lighten up the mood? I, um, well, not, not really. Uh, lighten the mood up, but not. Anyway, yeah. look, you know me with the comedy. So I'm like, I always try to laugh about different things and different experiences I had, right? So 
um, you remember when we were kids and we would have Bible study, right? <clears throat> Daddy would have these crazy long Bible studies, right? And uh, it was like a, a automatic daily routine. He worked a night shift. He'd get off like, or he'd uh, wake up from sleeping around 4.30 in the afternoon. Eh, 4, 4.35 in the afternoon. Have a Bible study. Get ready for work. And leave for work at 6.30 p.m. Every single day he did that. And like, you had to be at Bible study at 5 o'clock when he said, you heard him put his coffee in the microwave. Goofy, He's like, all right. His goofy cup. That was green. Yeah, I remember that fucking cup. Like an olive, dark olive green. Oh, man, I remember that wow, shit. Wow, that's... And his fucking flannel. You know what? I'm sorry. Hold... Yeah. Can you hold your thought for one yeah. second? But what yeah, you yeah. said earlier is so true. Like, the stuff we always see is all that we really know. Yeah. And we're good at saying or whatever. Because, like, we all know, and we talk to all the siblings, we all know the same stuff. Yeah. Like, we're like, yo, the cup. Yeah. We all know what was on that cup because... That cup was sitting in front of our face for so many days of our lives. Bro, for hours at a time, yeah. Yeah. And it makes me believe even more that we can. If there is something we don't like about ourselves, we feel like we can do better. We can change that by making it a normal. By showing ourselves something different every day. Yeah. And taking that much more effort, but it's going to be so much more beautiful. Because we came from a hard side. Came from the struggle. Yeah. yeah oh, the mental. So, okay. So, Bible study every day, five Stuff. o'clock, right? I moved out. Oh, shit. I moved out. I turned 18. I moved out. And <coughs> for probably <coughs> at least, at least two months every day. I would have a panic attack out of the blue at five o'clock PM. Right. And I would go, I'm fucking late for Bible study. And then I'm like, three seconds later, I'm like, I'm a fucking grown man. I'm going to go to Bible study. Right. And then I would have to like go through this whole panic attack for however long it lasted because of this thing that I had to deal with every single day. So like it went on every day for like two months. Right. And then as time kept going on, it was just, it was less frequent that it happened. Like it would only happen maybe two or three times a week or then it was like once a week. Not happening. Yeah. Well, eventually like just, yeah, it got used to Mm -hmm. it. But every once in a while, like I would have one out of nowhere and it would be because of that. And we're like, God damn, man. God damn. That's a, such a harsh feeling. And I know exactly what you're talking about. In ways of like knowing that like I'm going to be in trouble or something. Like that yeah. feeling ooh, was the worst feeling. So much fear in that feeling. And Bro. butterflies and like. I don't know why oh. I'm, I'm saying all this. Just talking with you right here, one-on-one, right, about yeah. all this, like, it's just bringing back all these little different memories of when I was a teenager and shit. And I, like, I got in a fight one time, right? I was supposed to be working at McDonald's, 
And I remember when you worked there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I'm supposed to be there, but then, uh, but I had just lied, which, bro, all those days I was supposed to be working at McDonald's, like, I only worked officially, like, Saturday and Sunday morning. All those other days, like, I was with my girlfriend the whole time, just pretending. Did you put on the McDonald's outfit? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, in high school, I always wore dickies, like black dickies, yep. black or tan dickies. Mm-hmm. So that was my school like uniform pants. Right I remember you at that age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dickies and a pair of Thames or like some black Air Forces. And um, that's the one. But that was like my school uniform pants my work uniform pants and that's what I rock like in the streets anyway. So I, that's what I wore. I would just take my McDonald's shirt with me. pants. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so I get in this fight, right. And got my ass kicked. It was, it was pretty bad. Yeah. And, um, Dang. it was all over this other girl that like was just my friend, but her her boyfriend was jealous and he had hands and your boy didn't. And he chipped what? me up, bro. Yeah. He was like, yeah, I tell you, leave my girl alone. Boop, boop, boop. Yeah. That was that. Dang. Like, damn, I got a girlfriend. But anyway, so were y'all just friends? Yeah. 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 We were, but, uh, so we, I got in this fight. I got, yo, black eye, right. Busting my shit up a little bit. So I was scared because I'm like, everyone's going to fucking notice. Like, mom and daddy, they're going to notice this shit. Mm. And then what am I going to say? Well, how am I going to explain this? I'm at work and I got a black eye. So, um, bro, ain't nobody noticed. Like, what? Dude, it was at like. McDonald's? No, everyone noticed. Everybody knew what happened. Like everyone at work, everyone at school, because somebody took a video of that shit. So like the next day, bro, I was so embarrassed. Listen, the next day in That's school, a whole another conversation <clears throat> in social the, media, in uh, the cafeteria at lunchtime. I remember I was sitting with my one, my one buddy, uh, Justin Felmy. And Shout he, out to you. Yeah, yeah, and he was like. Uh, He's like, you know, they're over there playing this video. And I could see them all over there pointing at me and laughing and shit. And I, I was so embarrassed, man. But like, I don't know. what You the, were like, it is what it is. It is what it is, I guess. Yeah. Right. I don't know. What would I have done? Fought the whole cafeteria? That's a strange I wanted video. to. But the fuck? So he's like, <laughs> man, you're better than me. You're a patient man. Because I'd be over there fighting them all. And I'm like, whatever. I was too afraid to. Bro. But it's kind of good though, right? That you were afraid to, because what would that have led to? Oh yeah, it definitely would have led to trouble. Does if, this go back to what Dylan was saying? Would Some what? of the fear is good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, I yeah. felt that too. <clears throat> I felt that one too. I think fear yeah, saved true. me a lot too. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's a good one. But a balance of it. Yeah. Like, don't live in fear. It's definitely like, well, here's the thing. Like, fear, you use fear to, like, you, you got to utilize it. So you use it to, like, motivate yourself and you use it to um, protect yourself. Mm-hmm. You kind of grow. Like, fear is just another form of challenge. 
if you listen to last week's episode, that that's like ultimately what my if conclusion was. You haven't tuned in. Yep, Spotify, <laughs> Sunday nights at midnight. Um, but that was basically the conclusion that I came to on my side because we didn't really agree with each other. I don't think me and Dylan. Mm, yes. It was like a agree to disagree this. type of thing. I I felt like well, when I listen back to it. If y'all keep going back and forth, then I think that's mature to be like, okay, we gotta agree to disagree. I was actually pretty upset during the podcast because of what like we were talking about and everything. And like when you hear it, you'll understand. You'll be like, mm-hmm. oh, oh. I'm 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 waiting to um I'm curious to know what other people are gonna think about like what So like, give your opinion. Yeah, yeah. Opinions are always welcome. But uh, well, I'm listen. Now is definitely here to give her opinion, but first she has to hear it, <laughs> and then I'm gonna write it down and give my opinion on that because that's also a topic I'm interested in, too. So soon to come, if y'all f's with me, I don't know. Am I allowed to say that? <laughs> Just say whatever you want. It's the fucking then internet. You're gonna hear my opinion. So the main point to everything was... Oh, I never even finished. Yep, I'm going to be quiet. I never even finished, right? Like two weeks later, I get off the bus from school and I'm like walking into the house and daddy comes walking out on the porch. By this point, my whole, like my black eye was gone. Like there was nothing even wrong with me anymore. I had so much time had passed. Uh, And he was like, uh, what do you say? You know, God God works in mysterious ways. <laughs> and uh, I'm sitting at work the other day and people are talking. And then I hear about you getting in the fight a few weeks ago, right? So then my heart drops because I'm like, fuck. Now he's going to know that I wasn't at work. Because I wasn't. I was, I was in the projects when I got in the fight. Dang. I act to make matters worse. I went out there to go smoke with my friends out in the projects before I went to my girlfriend's house. Living your best life. And I was supposed to be at work while y'all was at home having Bible study. That had been a whole ass whooping. At 17 years old, 16 years old, I still would have got my ass whooped. He probably still put me over his knee. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Glory to God. I used to be hella jealous yeah. that my older siblings like had a way out. Oh, I Whoever feel you. Might have I to feel cut you. that out too, but that's my honest feeling. So, yeah. yeah, I don't see anything wrong with that one. Uh, yeah, I definitely because I don't want to yeah. feel like I'm making anyone feel like a bad person. Who or putting anyone down? Who in particular? A sibling or a parent? Just anyone that like could take like put the shoe on. Oh, okay. I feel bad. But that's uh, honesty, right? Yeah, yeah. Hey, I think it's valid. You had your own experience through it all. There was eight separate experiences. See, there's the fear. There's the fear. Yeah. There was eight there was eight separate experiences and they were all very, very different from each other. Oh, oh, that's something I learned too. Like, okay. 
the whole and yours is just as valid as everyone else's that's true even if they don't see it that way that doesn't mean yours is invalid so i need i need to get in touch more with my inner friend like we were talking about in the beginning like that that person who's seen everything this whole time right yeah which is ourselves that that mind whatever that inner stuff the person who's been there the whole time yeah i need to get into into the depths with that person more the person that i fear the most i think because <laughs> it knows all of my negative thoughts which are so many and i'm trying to convert them into positive thoughts yeah that's you- the person i need to face <sighs> yo you're chopping bars tonight see i'm coming to realizations on this show you see every time i talk to aaron it's just therapy <laughs> yeah therapy and that's why i knew i had to come on this show though because literally it was therapy even if i did even if i don't get stuff you say in the moment yeah i really listen though because i know we're on the same wave right like i see <clears throat> most of the time yeah yeah yep. i see like how far you've came so i'm inspired you know what i mean yeah you know some days it feels like you come far and then some days it doesn't feel like you <laughs> you've come that far at all it's definitely up and but down like you man. said you're tired yeah yeah being fatigued is a motherfucker man because i like, think about that and i'm like yo that's a real thing you know i was thinking the other day man like because i heard this in a song where it was like some i forget if it was like being sad or being broken will make you think that um your friends are your enemies and like the more i thought about it i'm like just being like tired and worn down and broken i guess hurt not always hurt like from intentional shit you know what i mean i don't know but just a mixture of all those things right like you will start thinking irrational you start thinking that your your friends and families are your like your enemies and like they're out to get you and like yeah like i think about that all the time yeah why do we think about it so i feel like i think about it more than the the average person yeah is it because um we were away from people I don't know. To an extent? I really don't. I haven't really, like, explored why why it's that way, but... Because I have a struggle with being, like, alone and yeah. being happy, and I've been uh, working on it, and it's been feeling so good, but I'm not all the way there. Yeah. I think I... I don't know. I don't want to dive too deep into it, to the public therapy shit, but I think there's, like, some... I got some, like, love addiction type of shit that I got to work on. Mm. hey you know yourself yeah you've been there since day one like you said dang yo you yo you be saying so much real stuff yo and i have so many comments that sometimes same because no but i'm also trying to like wait my turn to speak that bro i tell you this every time we chill (laughs) 
I forget half of my thoughts. Damn. Well, Cause you can, I'll you think can, about them, but I'm like, I need to be respectful and wait. And then I'll forget them. Yeah. But you know, I just forget. fucking yap, man. You know, I just talk and keep talking. You got, you got to say, Hey, yo, hold on. Throw no, it but out then there. You might Throw forget you yours. And well, then I feel bad. Fuck it. Just <laughs> I got, pick and choose when. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Half and half. We got tequila. Got a bottle of eighteen hundred. Yo, here. shout out to one of my best friends for putting me onto this. And guess what? You know who you are. And if you're listening, you'll text me right now. <laughs> <laughs> but this shit is awesome. Listen, I always said, you know me. I don't do look, bro. I don't do light, right? Yeah. yeah look at yeah, it. You're definitely a it's dark clear. liquor. Than the motherfucking sky right now. <laughs> Clearer than a tear. Yeah. <laughs> I just made that up. It probably tastes like a tear too. <laughs> yeah, it's dope. With the lemons in it. Oh, I, I bet. It's I bet great. that's it's really smooth. good. Like, it's smooth to me. Te- tequila. Tequila. And I'm not passing out too early. And Yo, I have a friend who has a snap story mm-hmm. and the, like a private snap story. And it's uh, the name of it is to kill him. To kill him myself slowly. <laughs> what? No. I was like, oh, that's dope. <laughs> oh, man. Dang. We'll get rid of we'll get rid of our problems one shot at a time. Literally with that. <laughs> Theme. Oh man. How was the chop? Oh my gosh, it was good. It was good. I'm glad. What is that? My phone. Oh. See if I got any notes. Oh, I should do that. Yo, I was looking over my notes earlier and I was like, yo, these are so deep. I don't even know if I, like, if I can get back into the depths of them. Yeah. Because I'm like, I need to get into that mood to even say these. Yo. Because just reading it, I was like, yo, I know I was on some deep shit. But we have to say this because I always say this, but I said the one note that I wrote, you said, just keep love over fear thought. What? <laughs> no, what? The one, note, the, the one note that I wrote, just keep love over fear thought. And I put it in a nutshell because right. I be lazy right, 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 right. when I'm lit. But it's saying like <laughs> the love lens versus the fear lens. Oh, lens. Keep okay. Love the love lens over. versus the fear lens. Yeah. Yes. And that's been helping me because I struggle in a lot of areas. Like, like I'm unsure. Like it's like I can't make a decision for myself. Yeah. And I feel like that's, is that like a lack of confidence? Is that a lack of not being able to make my own decisions or knowing that that was even a thing that I could do that? I don't know. 
I'm just thinking about that right now. But I'm learning. I don't even know how this connects anymore. (laughs) (laughs) We're lost. Lost in the sauce. Oh, the decisions that I make, as long as it comes from like love. Yeah. Then it's good. Yeah. Don't judge it. Stop thinking about it. And that's it. And what are you doing now? Right. Type thing. That's where I'm trying to Because you're almost certain that it's coming from a good place. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And that's what I was saying earlier. Like, even the times that, like, now if I look back at certain things, I'm like, I would not have done that. When I'm done that, I'm like, no, stop. That's all you knew to do. And you thought you were doing what was right. Yeah. But now you're so much further. You wouldn't do that because you grow. Yeah. Like, don't judge yourself. Yeah. And I'm learning that with therapy. Don't judge yourself. And I that's all I do. You got to be, you definitely got to be easy on yourself. Mm. In a sense. Like, there's a point where you got to take the responsibility, right? You got to deal with all your responsibility and shit. And you got to be real with yourself at that point. But then you get to the point where you do got to, like, self-forgive. You gotta take it easy on yourself. You, Didn't we say that earlier? You we did what? Like, okay. All right, you know, like that's the one. I'm I'm all into the like the Buddhist wave and like the meditation wave and all that, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, um, you gotta like kill the ego, get rid of the ego, right? And it's like this is this is how crazy my thoughts get. When I just sit there and think and ponder and go down bunny trails and mm-hmm. go deep, right? It's like, okay, I was supposed to kill the ego, right? Right? And it's not easy to kill your ego, right? No. Mm-mm. I hate saying even like kill the ego because it just sounds so violent and like, I don't know. Like you're supposed to dissolve your ego, you let let go of your ego, right? Meditation. Whatever vehicle you use to do it, meditation's one of them. Um, but then I'm thinking, this is the motherfucker who's kept me safe my whole life. Oh. And in all fairness. Not in the right ways or in healthy ways. Let me make that clear. Right. But nonetheless. Wow, that was a good one. This is a motherfucker that has been with me every step of the way, who's seen everything every step of the way, and who's probably the main one responsible for keeping me safe or as safe as I felt whenever those times were. Right? So... I got to kill this motherfucker? What? Or what if it's you just got to balance things out with this? No, I just got to forgive them. And let them dissolve. I guess. Let them dissolve. Huh? And and to know that's all that you knew, right? Right. Based on the information that I had at that time versus what I was going through. Yeah, which but the you response didn't give was up. just being selfish a lot of times. But you didn't realize it then? That I was being selfish? Yeah. Sometimes I did. Sometimes I made excuses. Sometimes I just had shitty people around me who 
validated my horrible thinking. Oh. Not that it was their fault because I'm responsible for myself, but no, I just had friends that like, it's like, if I didn't take care of like, if I didn't go see my kids, if I didn't pay my child support, if I didn't pay my phone bill, if I quit a job or whatever, like I had the type of people around me and friends around me who would just be like, yeah, man, you're, you're right. As we said earlier, yeah. you hear that stuff, you hear that stuff, especially the more you hear it, you're yeah. probably like believing it. But see, my problem is like I'm like antisocial, so I can't deal with authority. Not like, a, well, authority for sure, but not just authority, but just anyone. Telling you what to do. Tell me what to do, but anyone challenging me, I can't deal with. I act very ch- toxic when I'm challenged. Define, define challenging you. Like, oh, that's that's a hard one. Like <laughs> testing me? I don't know. Not testing me. That's not the right way to say it. Or is it like the way you take it though? If okay, for instance, um, the kind of people that I have around me now, right? Um, okay. You're around me. Dan's around me. My friend Dan, right? Mm-hmm. My best, best fucking friend, Dan. Go, um, Dan. But, like, I have a few people who, like, are around me and close, right? And I love very much. And there's just shit that wouldn't fly with the with those people because they love me. You know what I mean? Like, they would say something. They'd be like, yo, I don't want to be in your business, but what the fuck's going on? What are you doing? If they man? heard about something? I don't know. I, I, I mean, I, 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 it would have to be so, it would have to be something where I was hurting myself or hurting okay. someone else. But that's good, right? That they would. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, so like, I have friends that will hold me accountable for shit, you know, be like, or at least at the very least, ask me what's going on with this. Like everything. All right. What's up? This ain't cool or whatever. You know what I mean? But when you don't have those people around you and you, you just have like, I don't know, just like fence walkers around you, people who won't be honest with you. Yeah, because then they don't say, love you, bro. Huh? What's a fence walker? Huh? What's a fence walker? About, yeah. Just a a nays, uh, not a naysayer, like uh, a yes man. Just agreeing with. Yeah, just a, like yeah. Dang. They don't have no real. That's deep, cause like listen. Love for you. A part of me tries to not agree with everyone, but understand where everyone's coming from lately. Yeah. But it's like, I also want to say what I really feel too. But I'm torn because I've been working on being so understanding that I don't want to not tell them what I feel is best. Yeah. It's tough. I have a hard time being honest with people. The hardest time actually being honest with people. Is it because you feel bad? Because that's my problem. Yeah, I do. That's my problem. I feel fucking bad. I want everyone to feel great. But it's like, I don't even... 
I don't even make my own self feel great. But it's like no matter how bad this feels, mm -hmm. it's more important to be honest. Mm. And it'll go further. It's fucking hard, man. And then I'm like, I'm being honest. And then I'm like, I'm looking at my honest answer or my honest statement that I'm making or whatever. And I'm like, I'm a piece of shit, man. I feel like such a piece of shit. Like if, if my friend was upset and talking to me about their mate and was like, look what they said to me. I'd be like, yo, they're a piece of shit. So that's how I was feeling about myself. But then I'm like, I don't know. This is, forgive me. This is how I reason like, yeah, in my head telling myself, yeah, Ace, you are a piece of shit, but you got to fucking be honest. Like, just fucking be honest, you piece of shit. Like, just just be honest about it. Just say what you really feel, even though that feeling is pretty shitty. So that was like a big step. I mean, it's a push in the honest direction. It might not be the nicest approach. Yeah, I know, but, man. But, but hey, you're getting there. And wait, getting there. that's a big step for you because you said before you weren't there. No, no, no. Fuck yeah, that. That was like a part. I of wouldn't be honest. What you would do, right? Like at all. In certain situations. Yeah. That's a big step, bro. Yeah. Oh, that's a big step. And do you see the difference on both sides? Because like. Even though being honest, right, it's so fucking hard. And it's all the things we never want to have to say, right? But yeah. then later, I swear, this is how I feel. Because we made such a strong, difficult approach that was beneficial later, which is what we were talking about earlier, is like what you put out, you kind of get. Yeah. Yo, we get such like honest, genuine things back, I feel. Like things that you couldn't put a price on. Beautiful things. That's what I feel. And that's from making a choice of having a choice and choosing the higher road, which was so much harder to do. It's always harder to do, man. Mm -hmm. And that's why we get tired. Yeah. Because it's a lot of work because it isn't easy. <laughs> Where? Why did we get on that subject anyway? I have no freaking idea. Yo, them pork chops were so good, bro. Yo, thanks. And you know how I knew they were going to be good, right? Because, bro, it tasted good. I can only imagine you're like me when it comes to a lot of foods. So, like, bro, we fucks with cheese, right? Fuck, yeah. And when it told me the simplest um, directions. Grated cheese. You put grated yo, cheese in it? Exactly. Like, yo, yeah. do the flour. I did the seasoning and the flour. Then put it in the egg wash, then put it in the breadcrumb, but then I season the breadcrumb yeah. too. Yeah. So I season it every step of the way because the more seasoning, the better is how I feel. And yo, the cheese, when it said add the Parmesan cheese to the breadcrumb mixture at the end, I was like, you got sold. Me. You got me. <laughs> you had me fucking, at cheese. Cheese is fucking awesome. Yo. Cheese and bacon. Yo, that just made me think of something I was thinking about earlier today. And that was like, you. I don't know about your kids, right? I'm sure. Well, I'm pretty sure. You're, mm -hmm. you're, when I say what I'm going to say, you're about, oh, yeah, um, about your children. But anyway, mm 
I was thinking of like little things that like my kids used to say when they were like first learning to talk and stuff and how they would say it. Right. So like you saying the cheese thing, my oldest daughter, she loved cheese at one point. She's like two ish. But I remember like uh, her mom would send me videos and stuff while I was at work of her like take videos of the kid, you know? Yeah. And yeah, send that's it to me. Cute. And she would, my daughter, she would say all the time, uh, I like cheese. I like cheese. <laughs> then, okay, like, uh, her, my daughter, her mm-hmm. grandmom's favorite color is purple. So she thought, for some reason, you know, like little kids just put things together in their head. They're just trying to make sense of this <laughs> fucking crazy world around them. Of all that they know. She thought that the color purple was called Nana. Not not my Nana, but her, her Nana. Yeah, um, wow. On her mom's side. Did she love purple, Nana? Her Nana? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That was her favorite color. So she had just put the connection together in her mind. So she was like, okay, this color is called Nana. So you ask her, like, what what shirt you want to wear today? You want to wear this shirt or that shirt? And she would say, the Nana shirt. The purple shirt. That's so cute. And and I then I was thinking my oldest son, right, when he was a kid, uh well he is a kid still. Well actually he's a he's he's a kid. Official teenager. Oh, he's a he's man. So too. Yeah, he's a man. Mm-hmm. Um, when he was when he was younger, he used to go. Uh, he would be like, uh, like he was learning. He he had just learned what his full name was. Mm-hmm. Cause you know how like you have nicknames for your kids, and then like you call them that so much and only that that they like. You get to a point when they're a little bit older and you're like, oh, shit, I got to start teaching them their real name. When enough of their friends are probably like, what? Yeah. So he had just learned his name, like what his real full name was. So he was like kind of like excited about it. So he used to go. He used to ask people, uh, what's your name? What's your name? And then they would tell, like, you would tell him your name. And he'd be like, no, what's your whole name? Did he do that because you said that to him? I, not me specifically, but I mm-hmm. think everybody was saying that, like, On hey. Purpose. Yeah, hey, what's Yo. your name? How do you feel about it? What do you mean? You think it's cute? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, I, right? I always That's think about cute. it all the time. I can remember him. Like in the back seat of the car saying it all the time. Oh and then like when I would like have him with me, he would he would uh did he, he would have ask, blonde hair? Huh? He had blonde hair, right? All my sons did. Isn't that crazy? Well like dirty blonde. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then it got darker and Yeah, it gets darker it gets as darker. they get older. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So cute. Every last one of them moves that way. Jeans are awesome. Jeans. Yeah. Like genetics? Yeah. Is that what you mean? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yo, it'll shut anyone the fuck up. 
<laughs> I witnessed it for myself. I'm not going to go into the depths of it yet. Although, you know, what's crazy is like I, I accept my story. Yeah. And I'm um, caring less of how other people accept it. That pretty soon I will just say it. If yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. And your timing, man. Because I feel like I've always accepted it. I just haven't. I've never accepted other people's perspective of it. Which actually, I've never even really known their perspective. I've just heard not nice things. You've just heard shit through just gossip and stuff? Yeah. 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 Actually, I feel like I took you way off the subject. And yeah, and you were so vague, story. too, about it all. Say I'm it like, again. Say it again. I'm what story? Back. I'm coming back to what you were originally saying. I was just talking about, like, how our kids would say things when they were little. Yep. My youngest son, I was I was just talking with his mom about that, about this tonight. Mm-hmm. When he, he used to go, uh, he still does it, actually. He used to go, uh, booty butt cheeks. <laughs> Booty butt cheeks. He still does it though. He still says it, right? And she's like, why, why does this boy say this? Why has he always said this? And I'm like, that shit was like his first words. It wasn't. It wasn't his first words. But um he's always said that. And I think that like it, it used to annoy the hell out of his mom. It used to annoy her so bad. Maybe it's one of like a pet maybe it's like a pet peeve. Yeah, yeah, it was it, yeah. like it would just be annoying to her. So I understand. Um, that. she would be like, "I told you not to say that," but like, I think that because it annoyed her so bad is why he at his it. age that it just made like a big imprint on him and so he just always did it right and right. he because it worked maybe. intentionally too. I only say when, that because when everyone, he was little, when he was like real little, he he would like oh would just like the the, the uh, honestly hey, the most adorable her smirk. only boy yeah. yeah 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 not to tell anyone's business you can cut that out too but yeah yeah it is yeah besides her step to step yeah. children yeah right um cool. what was I saying. Oh, yeah. Wait, he would have that fucking smirk on his face, right? And he would turn around and shake his little booty at you and be like, booty butt cheeks, booty butt cheeks. Because he would just get yelled at. His mom just told him not to say it. And he would like run over there and be like, booty butt cheeks, booty butt cheeks. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, but listen, I swear we're purposely giving the children to do this stuff to us to make us grow. Because watch. When she, maybe she already did, but when she overcomes that, she's going to be like, Oh, yeah, yeah, she has. I'm a warrior. I'm a warrior because that's that's not easy. Like for some people to overcome stuff like that. It might seem little to some people, but it's like everything to that person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's funny, though. Kids know how to get to their parents. Especially like the more love you give them mm-hmm. and leeway. Oh, they're taking it in. They're taking it to advantage, I feel. It will. Real quick. 
That's what we were. T- I love when shows come full circle. That's what we were talking about earlier when <laughs> at the beginning, the, the beginning of the show. Yeah, was uh, kids are awful to their moms, man. Like Ooh, my kids. Is that look, the title? I don't. I don't hit. I don't hit my kids, and I very very rarely yell at them. These days, mm-hmm. I used to be a very mean dad before. Um, but, uh, where was I going with that? Totally lost my thought. How you are to your kids now. Oh, yeah. And they're like, they respect me pretty well. They mind me. They mind me well. I feel like they do too. They mind me very well. What the heck do y'all do that I don't do? I don't know. The men in my life. My brothers, my my siblings my family i don't know man i just i just try to explain shit as much as i possibly can because they're little humans and they don't understand shit like we see it and we just want them to just then it goes back to my point which i don't want to offend anyone or any man Uh, you cut it out man i feel offended you you can cut it out but it's like it's like you didn't say anything wrong no but it's like that brings me back to my point like do you think being around them more Whoever is around them more, right? Uh-huh. Whether the mom or the dad. Yeah. It's easier to get more worked up over them versus not being around them as much as the other parent. Absolutely. You get to see it from a different perspective yeah. because you get that time apart. And I'm telling Bro. you, when they say it takes a child, it takes a village, I'm learning that. And I'm like, yo, yeah. a part of me needs to not be so hard on myself for why try to be so hard and then a part of me needs to be like okay you're taking all your stresses out on them because you should have more help yeah for everyone i speak this for everyone that's yeah. just where my mind yeah. goes i could be wrong no listen right. i i agree with you I could be in because the yeah i like yeah when you're when you're doing it every day all day and you ain't getting breaks and stuff uh, it wears you down. You get tired. It breaks you down. It really does. It breaks your mental down. And I've I've been spending a lot of time with my kids here lately. You have. You and have. I like because I was working three jobs and um like ninety hours a week for mm-hmm. a little while. Bro, every time I hit I you up like, now, you're with your kids. Yeah. Every yeah. time. Yeah, I, I had quit that third job so I could I could spend more time with them. That's dope. That's a good thing. Yeah. So I have been. And I'm like starting to realize like you know me and well, you know the me from this past year. And like I don't yell at my kids. You know that. Like you know I don't yell at them and I I had to yell at them like twice two or three times actually maybe maybe a few more times than that is it because you're around them more that's exactly why boom yeah and now like my uh, over time your patience like it's where more thinner and thinner so mothers know that don't feel bad about yourselves yeah sometimes i try to don't feel bad about yourselves it's natural you know what i realized though can i say something listen to this yeah i realized that a lot of stuff 
is because of lack of sleep. Okay. Because of what we're born into, like we said earlier. Listen, something will happen, right? Let's say you only got a few hours of sleep the night before you go to work. You had a kind of tough day at work. Something happens right before you go home, right? And then you leave work and you're just thinking about this bad thing that happened right before. It, it, it don't even necessarily have to be bad. But you're thinking about this thing that happened right before you left work the whole night and like you're all just like all worked up and obsessed over it and all that shit that's going on in your head. And then you go to bed, you get a full night's sleep, you wake up the next morning and you're like, you feel differently about it. It's like not even a problem. You're like, or maybe it still is a problem, but like you feel so much more gentle about it. Like you're not like the night before. You're actually like very calm and like reasonable. A lot of shit is just because you're tired. Right. And with our kids, I realized, especially with my oldest daughter, (coughs) excuse me, when she's tired, she becomes rude. She becomes rude, very rude, and especially to her mom, very rude. Um, But she's tired. So I, I, I tell her she hates it. She's like. No, and it starts whining, and I'm like, "See, exactly, you're tired. You need a nap." We all get upset about silly things when we're tired. You need a nap right now, girl. No, I don't. I don't need a nap. Yeah, you do. She just gets rude. She gets like, uh it's some real ass shit. Mouthy. She gets mouthy back, and it's like, oh, and this takes me back to the thing. Where I said sometimes parents focus too much on the whole respect thing that like like they forget that like this child is like a human and has emotions and like they forget that like their children are just a big child themselves on the inside. Like their mom was the one who put me onto this first. She was already on this wave way before I even stepped foot in a therapist's office. But, like, when she gets tired and stuff, my oldest daughter, when Mm -hmm. she gets tired, my middle daughter does it too, like, and gets, like, rude and mouthy and a little snippy, right? We're, like, patient with them, in a sense. In a sense. Because it's like, you have a bad day, don't you? Like, you have a bad day sometimes, or you're tired sometimes, and sometimes you get, like, a little snippy. Yep. You know what I mean? So it's like... Sure do, and I don't like it. This takes us back to you're going to beat your kid or scream at your kid or punish your kid for being tired and having a bad moment, having an irritable moment when you're probably an asshole yourself the whole entire day to everyone you come encounter with boom you know what i mean so we i don't know boom you just kind of like yeah you're tired girl go take a nap or she never takes a nap but go to bed early bedtime we need to get a full night's of sleep and they protest and it's like no listen and once you you will feel better in the morning and being like oh they really need this don't feel bad let them catch up on sleep in the morning, they're a whole new person. Yeah. Sour patch. Sour and sweet. Yep. 
And you know who I'm talking. And about. you know, like schools out, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah um, they're the same. Your middle child and my middle daughter. Yep. Same way. And now that it's like schools out, it's like, oh no, there is no bedtime. It's like, well, that's fine. Sometimes, most of the time, that's probably okay, right? Just to stay up later. But no, but sometimes, like, we still gotta go to bed early. Yeah, because we're we're upset about silly things right now. We're yelling at each other. We're not using our inside voices Mm -hmm. in the house, or whatever. We're angry. Yeah, all the rules at the preschool. We need to go. We need to go get our rest. Check ourselves. Yeah, it's true. Yo, the first time you told me that, that I like that's that's me at the beginning of the week. By the end of the week, I'm like, if you don't take your asses in that room and lay down and I don't want to hear a word. <laughs> but it'd be like that because guess what? Bro? By the end of the week, it's I'm more just time, like, right? uh, the more time you spend with them. Yeah. Yeah. Because right? yeah. your patience wears down and yes. you get tired and wore out and stuff. Yes. Yeah. So I salute all moms. I salute their mom, too. Me, too. Me, too. I do. That's a lot of work. Then you throw a job in on that, on top of that. I understand to the fullest, and I salute all. Actually, either way, because okay, the whole COVID thing. Let me say this: you know, bro, I've always worked. Yeah. Since I was eighteen, boom, boom, and I had a kid at seventeen, so I always worked since the day I turned eighteen. And let me say something: when I did have to learn how I was being home with children. And not going to work. And I have three. Yeah, yeah. Bro. I was like anyone with my amount plus or even less. Kudos to y'all. Oh, you mean Congrats like once you experience being stuck home with your kids yo, all day long yo, every day. And I'm telling you, I now and I, and actually I'm thankful of it. That's what I take from it. Like yeah. I'm thankful of it because I'm now more, I'm I'm so much less judgmental. I was so judgmental towards certain people, and that wasn't fair. And I see that now because I don't have as many kids as they have, and our situations are different. But it gave me a respect. In, whoa, no, this is like, unless you do it, I feel like you can't speak on it. And I feel like so many people can speak on it or speak on it, but they have no idea. To be a stay-at-home mom to children is a lot of work. And this is coming from me. And I have three kids. And I do a lot for them and I hold down a lot. And um, not working versus working, they both have their downfalls easily. And their uphills easily. But, whoa, that's a lot of work. It is. Because it's it's emotional, too. Like, it's... They know your soft spots. They know this. They know that. I don't know. Not even them, too. Just naturally. Like, it takes a village. Yep. You, you know, like... Um... This is the difference. This whole conversation is all about how kids treat their mom versus like their dad, right? Like it's bedtime. Bedtime with dad. This is bedtime with dad. 
school was still happening at the time. This was like bedtime, 7.30, right? Now, when her mom lets them go to bed, she treats them with a like uh, a episode of whatever their show is. Henry, da- uh, Kid Danger. Let's them watch an episode in bed of that and then whatever, it's lullaby, the music comes on or whatever and then that's what it, they go to sleep to, mm-hmm. right? Oh, and, and then like, I think my oldest daughter, she can like keep her phone for a little while or something like that. And that's fine. As long as like, they're quiet and they do what they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have any issue with it. Um, But like, okay, bedtime with dad is 7.30. Everybody uses the bathroom. Everybody goes to bed. I tuck them all in, right? And then no TV. No electronics. But I thought with dad it was funner. No, 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 no. Not in this sense. So it's like, no tears, not even a tear. Look, here's the point I'm trying to make. I make them go to bed, good, bad, whatever, like no TV, no electronics. Like this was when school was in. Okay. You go to bed, right? Not a tear, no protest. Even my youngest daughter, who is spoiled out this world by everyone in her life. No protest. Went right to sleep. See now, and it's like, but with mom, it's like not trying to hear it. They ain't trying to hear that shit. It's like you, you have like on cartoon. It's like cowboys and Indians in the background. This is like craziness, just all going on. Mom's hog tied. The kids are just like swinging from the ceiling fans and running up the walls. It's like ah, it's a party. Yeah. <laughs> is it because they know that? Is it because they feel the energy? Maybe the energy is moms are tired. Like you said earlier. Yeah. They, they know the, like, their boundaries way. and stuff. Yeah. And it, and I'm, t- I'm telling you, it starts from mental. Being around individuals who you're teaching everything. Yeah. That you want to know the best. That ends up doing things that you do. Yeah. And it fucking throws you off. And then you're even more like, what the fuck? It's hard. It is. Very hard. Because we're trying to do better, but they're picking up on us. Facts. And then we're, we can't take it. <laughs> so it's hard. Oh, yeah. When they become us. Oh, then Goodness. we can't take it. Goodness. <laughs> uh, That's the most ooh, smacks me in the face stuff ever. Well. Episode seven. <laughs> This will be episode seven. This is a pretty good episode. Yes. The first one was just us. Mm-hmm. Took a little longer than I wanted it to take for us to get back together on the show. But hey, better late than never. It happens. That's what I always tell my boss when I show up late <laughs> <laughs> every day. <laughs> Honesty is real. Oh, man. It's terrible. It is terrible. But, uh, oh, I got a cool show coming up, right? We have a, a new ad- addition to the show, possibly. And it's like, uh, it's go- it's like going to be like, you know how our show is once a month? It's supposed to be once a month. It's, yes. it's, uh, um, 
this other addition to the show is going to be once a month also. And it's like a history show, local history. Mm. So that's starts next month. It'll be Sunday night on Spotify, just like every other show. And, um, the first show is going to be about the founder of violent, how violent started. Yeah. 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 And that guy, Oh, it's good. It's good. You know what his name was? Mr. Violent. Mr. Violent. No, 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 no. He named violent violent because he wanted it to be an agricultural utopia. What was his name? Charles Klein Landis. Landis. See, Landis, boom, spark, spark, spark for all of us. Well, Why? we all know Landis. Why does it? Because of Landis Road. Landis Avenue. <laughs> the the Ave, yeah. I said it wrong, but the, sh- yep. Yep, Landis it's Avenue. so long. All right, so do you know where, the uh, you know Landis Avenue, Avenue right? Mm-hmm. So you know where East Ave is? If you give where the me, bus terminal is? Yes. Mm-hmm. And then you know where, or maybe that's West. That's West Ave, I think. And East mm-hmm. Ave is like right after all the shops on Landis Avenue, like all the shops where you can park sideways. Like, is it near where I used to live? Park? Yeah. Park? Yeah, Maine. Maine was okay. East from East Avenue, where the mm-hmm. bus terminal is, right mm-hmm. to the the road used to live on Maine. Okay, Landis Avenue. Yeah, in between those two streets, that's all Violin started out as. Yeah, main main road was called uh, Horse Bridge Road, mm-hmm. and that road was actually there before Violin even. So is this where Even like existed. the black horse pike comes from and the white horse pike? Oh no. So the white horse pike, this is how crazy this is, right? There's all these like theories and like you get these like folklores that's like because a white horse this or something about a white horse. Mm-hmm. All the white horse pike came from there was a tavern on the white horse pike. And this is before like this is at the before the beginning of the country, like this is at the start of the country um, or whenever these, these little towns uh, started popping up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, settlers and shit like that. Right? When it actually became towns, whatever. Uh, <laughs> there's these taverns and taverns didn't have names. They were just known by whoever owned them. They were called whoever owned them. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's Keith's Tavern or whatever. Or they were known for whatever picture was on the sign. Well, this tavern in this little town had a little white horse on the sign. So that became known as the White Horse Tavern. So once the road got put in, that became the White Horse Tavern Road. And then it became a pike because it used to be pikes back in the day, like turnpikes almost, that would take you like in between towns. Yeah. And then that became a faster route. The White Horse Pike. Mm. Yeah. And the, that's actually the same story for the Black Horse Pike, too. Really? Yeah. 
It was just based on pictures that were on signs of taverns. Yeah, that's really interesting. Like, but speaking of pikes, most of the pikes got turned into county roads, like um, uh, Route 49 was a toll pike, and like, uh, well, you, you're probably not familiar with like Camden and all the Mount Laurel, all those places up that way too much, but a lot of those. A lot of those main highways and routes were pikes also. Mm-hmm. You would have to pay to use them. But so listen, now they're county roads, right? Right. Before they were county roads, like think of Route 49, right? From Bridgeton to Millville, that was a, that was like a toll pike. So you would pay your couple cents and be able to use that road to get straight to the next town as quick as possible, way quicker than any other means of transportation at that time, mm-hmm. right? So they're county roads now. Before they were county roads, they were toll pikes. And before they were toll pikes, they were just dirt paths. And before they were dirt paths, they were Indian or native native walking trails. Route 49, uh, wow. Route 40... So they get all those seventy seven Delcy Drive. Delcy Drive was a uh, was a uh, a native walking path. So how can we all all learn about this? Main road where you used to live was a native walking path. Don't you think about that? Like, why don't they teach us that in school? Because uh, my best friend always says, uh, because uh, whoever has the victory. Gets to write the history books. That's sad. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. We always go go deep when it's supposed to be the end of the show. Damn. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, I, I think we're going to wrap it up, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys can check us out. Spotify, Anchor, and on Facebook. Do it. Sunday nights at midnight. Cal be back again in like a month. Hopefully. Rate me. Tell me yes. <laughs> Alright guys. Love you. Love you. I got you now. I had you then. So go and put your fist aside and let me in. I promise I will got you to the very end. I got you Those